Welcome to Squaring the Circle, the podcast where I chat to creative business owners to see how they balance the art and the business. Owner of Quartermasters in Folkestone, Colin White, welcome to Squaring the Circle. How are you? Hi, Ben. Yeah, thanks, man. Very well. Do you want to, do you want to start just by <clears> explaining <throat> a bit about um, the Quartermasters? Uh, yeah, I can do, like a brief history of yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, sure, man. Um, okay, so uh, the Quartermasters, uh, where do we start? It was, um, uh, we opened in late 2013 um, after having spent many years, you know, uh, somewhat jaded working for other people, doing things that weren't particularly creative or brilliant or inspiring. Uh, yeah, just born of kind of like sort of frustration and desperation and wanting to do something truer and you know there was a gap obviously in in the um the local market for um uh, clothing um particularly the kind of like the middle area i guess you know you've got you had like primark and then you've got like the kind of outlet stores with the big brands but there was nothing kind of like small ish independent quality so we thought we would try and fill that gap <clears throat> um also a lot of the idea was kind of sparked by a conversation I had with a friend of mine who's a tattoo artist uh, who drew this uh, drawing of, of Ganesh, uh, the god Ganesh. And then we, you know, he was like, oh, we should do something with this image. And then I looked at doing um, like a, a, a website, like an online thing. So I was thinking oh, we could license artwork and sell the prints. But then we kind of merged ideas like, why don't we print, license artwork, but then print it onto shirts and stuff. Um, because the area back then was 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 sort of slowly being regenerated, but was known for having arts and artists and galleries and stuff. But it was a little bit, I don't think it was super accessible to the layman, you know, a lot of people just like, they don't necessarily collect art or know what to do with art or know how to conduct themselves in a gallery or whatever. So it was kind of like a way to, to kind of build a little bridge and commodify the art and make, make, give people a way to su support it and buy it and wear it. Um, and also give the artists a platform as well. So that was the kind, that was the concept basically. And uh, we sort of looked into, you know, neither of us had printed anything before. Um, so we started looking into that and then, yeah, just sort of did it, just cobbled it together really. It was just like lots of enthusiasm and <laughs> just went for it and then opened the doors and then, yeah, just kind of, figured it out as we went along really the kind of business plan that I'd written we was like well this is just a rough guide you know and then we sort of threw that out and kind of just started to reinvent and reimagine and stuff along the way um it wasn't we never really sought out to be a brand either like people actually were kind of saying oh we really like your logo can, can you print that on something we'd wear that and it was like oh okay cool yeah we could do that <laughs> and then and now like like half the stuff in here is just like good quality clothes with the courtmasters logo on it so there's there's a couple of things there the firstly the concept is is amazing i love the concept of um completely independent clothing and also yeah paying it forward to the artist too so the concept is is bang on but so many concepts don't bridge that gap between um well bridge bridge that, bridge that gap between a great concept and commercially viable you've been on uh on Folkestone in Folkestone for 10 <clears> years which in this retail space is incredible so what why do you yeah. think without um yeah have you thought about why that is why why are you still going 10 years later I don't really know um <laughs> I don't really know it's just I mean there were times when it was quite bleak you know and it, it hasn't been like an easy ride by any stretch of the imagination but I think I've just kind of like clung on for dear life i guess i guess the alternative was just so grim uh <laughs> you know just you know like kind of nearly having it and then just going ah, i didn't work and then just going and getting a job and then spending the rest of my life thinking like uh didn't work you know um so i don't know that plus also i think the um the uh the willingness to adapt you know it's not the strongest to survive it's the the most adaptable so I've, I've always tried to listen to um feedback from from everyone and give people what they want you know so um 
and yeah I, originally i think we we were going to do it was supposed to be menswear um but then quite early on i clocked that like women were buying stuff a lot more often so it's like okay this isn't menswear this is this is unisex this is gender fluid this is whatever they're just clothes anyone can wear anything so let's not be too specific about definitions and stuff um <clears throat> and then yeah um yeah i just i love hearing you know people their ideas and stuff and quite often people will say oh that's really cool can you do can you print that on a yellow or a black shirt or you know they'll have these sort of ideas so you kind of go okay cool right let's let's try that you know rather than kind of going i, I used to watch a lot of um uh, ramsey's kitchen nightmares and you know he would go to uh, you know some restaurant and for some reason the owner would be like hell bent on cooking like italian food or whatever but then they would be oblivious to the fact that there's already like five other italians in the area they've saturated the market no one fucking wants the italian food and he'd be like mate why don't you like cook thai food or something and he'd be like oh all right i'd try that and then people are like oh this is great this is different you know what i mean so but you have to kind of be prepared to like kind of um yeah not be too rigid in your way of thinking not not be like no this has to be exactly like this because that's what i thought of like once an idea is out in the world it's sort of like it's open to interpretation and stuff anyway you have to be able to uh you know adapt i guess so i think i perhaps it's that way of thinking um also there's a there's a principle uh like a japanese principle of like constant improvement called kaizen which we wrote into our business plan which is something i've applied to the business and to like my life in general which is just like constantly just trying to improve in little ways make things more efficient and just kind of like identify areas that are like you know that just could be better i suppose and in that way you're kind of you don't just sit and go well this is it now it's done i'm done this is what it is you know like mcdonald's or something you you're prepared to to under you know to undergo a kind of constant journey with it and change and add things and take things away and adapt i think being able to adapt is absolutely key you know and not being too precious about whatever the idea was originally yeah i, th I think you're right is well it's going back to the saying adapt or die isn't it it's 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 being yeah. it's being open to things potentially going backwards before they can go forwards <clears throat> yeah um and i love i love that idea of you sort of customers coming in you having a chat and thinking oh okay well that's a bit of an idea rather than yeah. no, no i'm the owner that I'll, I'll tell you what yeah so um absolutely you've got to meet yeah. them in the middle really yeah Otherwise, what's the point you know <clears throat> well there was there was a lot of ways i thought this chat was going to go the one the one sort of topic i didn't think we were gonna discuss was ramsey's kitchen nightmares um i'm I'm here for it I'm so here for he's it. an inspiration you know <laughs> yeah i love it when they're like mid-service and he just shuts it down <laughs> right this is it we're gonna shut it down and kicks everyone out and it's just bizarre but brilliant it is the, old, it, ones, the right. old ones the british ones were the best one the american ones are too insane the way they're edited it's just like everything's dramatic and it's like oh it's so I'm weird I, that, it's, it's funny you should say that because you can without any music without just just looking at the visuals there's a clear clear difference between the way yeah. the americans watch tv and us. yes um, yeah. there's always swooping drone shots like going through yeah yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's incredible they've got to be on the edge of their seats all the time otherwise yeah. i guess they just flip to another channel you i know? suppose so yeah yeah it's interesting <laughs> yeah there we go um so where, yeah where, where do we go from there how so you you do some of the um you do some of the artwork for the clothing that you sell yeah so you, you design that where does your creative inspiration come from um <clears throat> quite often they they are just ideas that are um i feel like what i sort of do is it's sort of like a siphoning or a funneling like an idea is quite a big thing and then i think as a designer you've got to kind of like pull it through your head i guess and then kind of boil it down into its sort of like simplest and most succinct you know also as a writer i think that's kind of what you do i used to be very i've learned over the years sort of the art of brevity rather than using all the flowery words in the thesaurus just kind of go what am i trying to say 
you know, and just say it in, in as few words as possible. So it's kind of the same uh, the same approach I have to design. Also, uh, with T-shirts, and in today's world in general, um, people people's attention span is very short. We are faced with a, like a barrage of information constantly. So our minds are filtering out stuff that just seems pointless or useless or irrelevant or, uh, you know, stuff that we don't need. So when you glance at somebody and they're wearing a T-shirt, you've got like a split second to communicate a message. So you can't really faff about, you know, it can't be too flowery or too, um, yeah, if there's, if there's too complex, the message will be lost. So you kind of need to, it needs to be like, it just kind of needs to pop and say what it needs to say. Um, and I think also during the, what came to my attention, especially sort of 2020 onwards during like the lockdowns and stuff was the idea that we could kind of, where, where we were forced to socially distance and not come together and stuff like that, you just sort of see people in supermarkets and it was all very strange. I realized that you could almost weaponize an idea by putting it on a t-shirt because it can, you can transmit an idea from a reasonable distance, you know, from two meters or, or more. Um, and I was kind of using it as a way to, um, to, to reach out to other people during those times and just see who, who was switched on, who was awake, who was kind of thinking the same kind of stuff as me. Um, and it was an interesting experiment. It's something I've continued to do. Um, but yeah, really just, I think my approach is like, right, what's the idea? How can I say it as concisely as possible? Make it pretty, but remove any kind of needless visual clutter and then just, you know, and then just say it. Um, so sometimes I look at my, my stuff and I think, mate, that's so, it's, it's so simple. It's too simple. It's not pretty enough. It's not, you know, but then I remember like, no, that's how it needs to be. So it can just hopefully hit hit home when someone sees it you know you and have... then... sorry go on go on i i i think it's, it's a nice juxtaposition like you've got that and then you've got like the really beautiful pieces of artwork which are just detailed and intricate and will tantalize the the eyes for longer you know so it's a nice contrast i think you know between the two styles do you ever go longer form with your creative work? So obviously the <clears throat> stuff uh, you mentioned writing, um, yeah. writing for a t-shirt is going to be very different for to writing for, for other things. So do you, yeah. do you work longer form in your <clears throat> other sort of creative pursuits or is it just a t-shirt? Yes. Yeah. And it's something that I used to do avidly um, back in the day, uh, pre the quartermasters, but I think, it's something I've I've been coming back to over the last year or two, um, which has been wonderful to be honest. Because I've I realised that every um, idea or thought or impulse I had, I was automatically funneling it through this process and trying to figure out how I would put it on a t-shirt. And then I realised not everything belongs on a t-shirt. You know, some stuff. You know, maybe it's a poem or a story or something else, <clears throat> an essay. And then I started thinking, well, th th this is where I'm at now, okay? My creative challenge right now is kind of deconstructing the, um, so so say you've got like three words on a t-shirt, reality may vary, for example. That's like the, the boiled down essence of the idea, but the actual idea is, it is a poem. That's, that's a big, po that's a poem that I write about how, you know, life is a subjective experience and everyone's looking at it from a different angle and there is no such thing as normal, there's no such thing as reality. So I was thinking what I could do is record that poem and then, you know, maybe edit it into some kind of like video, uh, maybe get different people to, to speak different lines from it. And then at the end, you've just got, boom, there's, there's the product or whatever. And I just thought it might be an interesting insight into like how I actually arrive at some of the stuff I arrive at. Because otherwise it might just look like, oh, he's just, you know, he's just kind of farted out three words and printed them on a t-shirt. But there's like, there's so much depth to everything. And I kind of, I'm a bit sheepish about, like a lot of artists, we don't show the process. We just want to, you know, show, show you the, the polished finished result rather than like, oh, here's how we got to it. So I'm trying to get braver at showcasing that and i've been over the past year or so i've been um 
like standing and performing poetry at like you know open mic like poetry nights and stuff like that um and just trying to get like yeah just trying to show a bit more of my soul i suppose um which is quite terrifying at first to be honest but then you know like anything after you've done it once it's like a little bit less terrifying and then you just keep doing it and after a while it's it's all right you know um mm. and polit politically as well i think some of the stuff i'm saying is a bit more obvious you know and, and kind of will resonate with people on a kind of political level i think there's this kind of like huge um uh frustration that this collective frustration that everyone feels at the moment which is very easy to tap into and that's something i would like to keep doing uh if i can um i think we need more um more individual empowerment and then hopefully some sort of uprising can occur and we can change the world change society i think that would be great if if i can help do that in any way that would be good do you um can you do those other creative pursuits for this is going to sound wrong so i might have to reword this but okay for for no for no sort of end game for no reason <clears throat> so, so what i mean yeah. by that is if you're doing something for a t-shirt well that's yeah. that's the end game is you're going to sell it and then yes gonna, so how good yeah. are you at doing the creative pursuits just because you enjoy them rather than <laughs> um having an end game yeah it's again yeah that's definitely something that i've been trying to do over the last couple of years and rediscover and actually do things just purely for the love of it and just fill a notebook with words just because I want to do that rather than because it became tiresome I was like oh everything is just you know I don't want to sell everything I don't want everything to become a product and I think that's where a lot of um a lot of creatives feel this you know they kind of get burnt out and they get tired of just like turning something into money all the time i think we all do and it's nice just to remember like actually i'm just gonna do this because i enjoy it and i love it and it's a way of expressing but it doesn't necessarily need to go anywhere or become a thing that someone can buy um so i felt a really strong need to actually do that and actually just do stuff for me so i started to go to um there was a creative writing course uh ran by kerry ryan called collectivity which was really good and a lot of it was about overcoming the inner critic and the little voice in your head that tells you you're no good and you shouldn't you can't you know you never amount to anything why are you bothering doing this or that thing and kind of overcoming that and nurturing the inner child and like um and remembering why you want to write or why you want to do whatever it is you want to do it's because you love it you know ultimately and um reconnecting with that has been wonderful and I, I, in fact it's kind of yeah it's been a beautiful exercise actually and it's something i'm i'm uh, mindful of every day now and now applying a kind of fresh kind of level of creativity to the business but knowing that it, it's not everything i'm not putting like every creative impulse into this i'm actually saving a little bit myself which is good because for years i didn't it was just everything it was just kind of like no i've got to give it everything otherwise it will fail that was like the fear you know so i'm overcoming it slowly but it's taking you know it takes time but i think that's something that everybody every small business owner goes through um well, not, not, yeah. not 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 every because everyone's different but um i think the majority of people mm. that um run a tiny business whether they're self-employed or they've, they've got a job whatever it is yeah um, it's that guilt of well i can't have two days of just chilling out yeah no I, no i can't do this because oh. You know, if I it's do that, working all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and it's and it's having that, um, and I suppose you being open ten years, maybe there's that evidence base behind mm. you saying, you know, I can take a bit of time off, and, yeah. and actually, it's not working harder; it's working smarter, and and sort of refreshing yes. yourself can actually have long term benefits. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't run on empty. You just can't. You know, you've got to take. You've got to take time for yourself. Um, which is, yeah, that's one of the reasons I take, you know, I take pride in my health and, you know, exercise and recognize when I need to, that was a big one for me, resting. Like I couldn't have like guilt-free rest time, which sucked, you know? And then, but yeah, I suppose in 2020, it was like, I was sort of forced into it. 
and it was hard i was like oh what just sit and do nothing what like it seemed criminal but then yeah i kind of got into it i guess eventually um and yeah just allocating time to just go and go and go and stare at the sea or go and get in the sea or go for a, like a lovely walk or something or you know little treats <laughs> they're so important you know you gotta you gotta look after yourself because ultimately like yeah if you if you're no good then what there's nothing good going to come out of you um yeah it it the um the focus on health is huge i think because yeah. um that that really is an investment in well indirectly in your business anyway because if you if you 100%. come down with something um or you're <laughs> unwell because something that you can actually um that you can actually do something about because of the way you look after yourself yeah um it's yeah a lot of a lot of self-employed people like can't afford to get ill you know if you get yeah. ill nothing's going to happen you're not going to make any money um so you're kind of screwed so it's very it's quite precarious mm, mm. i'll get sick <laughs> can't get sick no no um the jumping jumping ships to the the commercial side like looking at your website looking at how you are on social media um and obviously in your shop too um your i would say your branding and marketing are incredibly consistent um is that something that you've done I, mean, I suppose how did you get to that and is it something that you do on purpose like is there a lot of thought that goes into it or is it just you sort of putting stuff out there um and uh, um, you know you go from there to be honest there's not a tremendous amount of thought that goes into it it's it's all very instinctive and um you know when uh in the past whenever i've developed branding for other people i've sort of emphasized the importance of consistency so i suppose it's sort of second nature but i I mean, I love a formula, I love a format. I get into a routine, you know. Um, so I think that's kind of what I've done. Uh, particularly, I suppose, with Instagram stories, it's like, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I went to, I went, did film studies. So I kind of, there's like, um, you know, you have the establishing shot at the beginning of the movie or whatever, which is in here, there'll be a shot of the old high street. So you kind of go, oh, okay, whatever's happening next is happening here. And then in, it will be me drinking a coffee or something, saying some things, my morning thoughts. And then I don't know, whatever else happens after that. I mean, often it's just really random. It'd just be someone weird that comes in or a dog on the street or like, oh, I'm printing this now. And, you know, so it's all like, oh, I'll just, there's no plan. It just kind of happens and I just sort of do it. Um, yeah, the website, I think it's more, it's more functional, I suppose. Uh, for a long time, I like struggle with how to kind of inject the website with any kind of like personality or whatever. But I'm slowly just re realizing that it's just kind of like another shop floor. It's just another, it's just a virtual shelf or rack, really. It doesn't have to be that fancy as long as it works and people can find stuff and, and order it or whatever. That's kind of all it needs to do. But for a long time, the the urge to reinvent the wheel was very strong and every time i refreshed the site i was like oh it's just so boring but then i'm like all websites are pretty boring i can't remember the last time i went on a website that was really exhilarating you know it just needs to work doesn't it so i'm trying to like have that kind of focus on it um it's weird cause i i like i like routine and repetition but also i i kind of hate it as well like there's a sort of a sense of um security and familiarity in it but also after a while it can drive you mad and you're like oh i need to just change the format do something different you know just to refresh it a bit and keep it like interesting for me um but yeah it's weird i don't know there's there's a, a, a weird sense of familiarity and, and people have like said about how they like the stuff that I, <laughs> that I put on instagram and i'm like it's the same stupid shit every day it's really it really is so at this point i'm not even there's, there's really nothing it just feels like autopilot you know but yeah. i think that but i think that's why it works um really no, <laughs> no I, I, I genuinely do i mean before before we were recording i said i'm i've got strangely addicted to 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 watching your stories every day because yeah. Yeah, and and for anybody who hasn't um is listening to this um i'll put all the um 
all the social media details in the show notes and you can check out Colin's Instagram story because they're brilliant. And, and, but all it is, I think what's brilliant is the simplicity It's you pressing record right. and just going, this is, this is what's happening in my head yeah. all, all around the shop today. Yeah. Um, and often I don't even know what it is until I'm saying it. And I'm just like, you know, uh, where does that yeah. come from? Where, where does that, where does that, if you don't even know what you're going to say, isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Where does yeah. it come from? helps me vocalize my thoughts and get clear on what where i'm at i suppose also i think this is like probably 2018 19 i think i really started doing when when instagram introduced stories around that time because everyone was flocking snapchat and then instagram integrated the sort of snapchatty kind of functionality um and i think i was just bored you know i was like yeah it just came out of boredom and then I slowly I actually had to work quite hard on overcoming my sort of self-loathing uh I hated the sound of my own voice I was very critical of how I looked um I'd always use the Paris filter anytime otherwise I just looked tired and I slowly had to like get over that and not use that filter and just 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 be raw and honest and just go with it, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, and that was it really, I think. Um, and then just sort of, like I say, you're yeah, just falling into this sort of routine of doing it and then thinking of it as a kind of fun thing. And then I just realized it was so much more like, there was less, it's, it's such less effort than posting content because you don't have to like edit anything or, you know, you don't have to write a caption or think of hashtags or anything like that. You could just hold your thumb on a button <laughs> and speak. And then it's it's out there. And there it was just away. very like, ah, you know, so I, was, I felt like I was kind of ticking that social media box with the least amount of effort possible. So, yeah, if it's worked, then great. <laughs> well to me it works and you know so you, you've got you've got a, you've got a fan in me um so keep so keep on doing them Thank um you. so, so re yeah so this is something that's just come into my head because what you what you said a few minutes ago is that you to a certain extent you love um a framework you love yeah. you love sort of structure and then which gives you potentially the the sort of chance to be a lot more creative but um, you also said that you run on instinct a lot of the time, but where do you think that instinct comes from? Because seemingly your instinct is right more often than it's wrong because you're still, you know, you're running the business and it's going well. Um, so have you thought where that instinct comes from? Um, <clears throat> I do have some ideas. Yeah. They're all pretty insane though, to be honest. Um, I like, I don't, I don't watch the news or read the newspapers or really have any major awareness of what's happening in the world i feel like i exist in my my own little bubble i think as we all should really um i think it's when we we're too aware of everything else that's going on that our bubble shrinks and we feel like all trapped and heavy and hideous you know and depressed um so i feel like the information that gets into my bubble it's sort of just i don't know it's just like beamed in from somewhere um I don't know. I don't really know how it gets in. Like sometimes people send me stuff. They'll send me articles, reels, videos, stuff like that. And I'll kind of like, but that's it. That's, that's it. I get most of my information about the world from memes. Um, and then I kind of, it gives me a general flavor of what's happening outside my bubble. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, cool. And that's all I need to, I don't need to know details i don't need to know ins and outs i don't need to know anything else that's it i kind of go okay cool right i got it and then I'll, I'll do my thing um which sounds mad it sounds like i'm kind of living in some kind of psychic cave which i am to be honest um but I, it's quite an empowering place to be because i'm not so like yeah you're not so kind of at the mercy of like you know the news or whatever which i feel like is just kind of constantly uh poisoning our minds and you know making us fearful and depressed and you know sowing the seeds of mistrust between uh, us and other people and you know perpetuating division and all this sort of nonsense um i think really like we need to go into our own little caves and go into ourselves and feel like okay with ourselves 
if we're going to move forward as a species, as a society, you know. So I think switching off is really important and just going on your instincts and your gut and your heart, you know, because your head gets really confused. It's just buzzing, 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 especially, you know, like I say, there's just such a barrage of information coming at you all the time. So it's really important to switch off and just kind of come back to like how you feel about things. So I think, yeah, a lot of what I do, it comes from a place of a heart place rather than a head place, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. Makes perfect sense. Um, Just before we go on to the final three questions, I've just got one question <clears throat> before we get to there uh, or get to that point. Um, and you may recognize it, actually. Um, so I'd like to ask... Um, <clears throat> What would you attempt if you knew you couldn't fail? Oh, that's a beautiful question. I think I posted that question on my on my feed as well. Yes, you did. I did. That's where that's I got a great it from. Question. Shit, man! I can't believe you've done this to me. Uh, I don't know. Just to like live your best life, I guess. You know, like there aren't specific things, but just like. I suppose just to kind of work on yourself and go into into every day with a a, a feeling of um, you know adventure and optimism and um, just live just like just live life in a kind of fearless sort of way, you know, but not in a kind of gung ho just throwing yourself off cliffs like a madman i know a guy does that actually he's a base jumper and he literally throws himself off cliffs and i think it's amazing um <laughs> he wants me to go and do it with him but i'm like i might just stand and watch but yeah um i don't know if that's your thing then that's your thing whatever whatever the equivalent to you is of throwing yourself off cliff, you know proverbial cliffs you know whether it's public speaking or you know following your dream you're you know being creative coming back to reconnecting with what you wanted to do when you were a child and then doing that um it's that and i think you know what i what i probably want to do right now is probably not the same as what i want to do in a year's time or in 10 years time but i think it's just like just i think yeah it's trying to live fearlessly and and truthfully and, and authentically for want of a better word you know just kind of going oh right who am I? Oh yeah. Okay, I guess I'll do that. I think that's kind of what I've been trying to get to my whole life. That's why I don't I don't work well with um when I'm working for other people. <laughs> you know? You can't it's that thing, isn't it? It's like well you can you can work for someone else and it's safe and you can do that and it's there's that safety, but then there's always gonna be that thing in you like there's a burning desire to do something. And um, I think it's important just to go for that, even though it's going to be potentially scary and uncomfortable for a second. I think it's really important just to go with that because I think like life is uh, not necessarily short because I feel like I'm having a really long life. You know, so people say like, oh, doesn't time go quickly? I don't feel like it does. I feel like time goes really slowly. Like, even like the last seven months of my life, I felt like sort of seven years or something it's weird but um slowing down is important and just kind of yeah just going for it i guess and i'm I'm constantly challenged by that question to be honest because i i'm you're kind of just when you kind of get out of your comfort zone that gets comfortable again and you're like ah damn it i'm comfortable again i need to keep going i need to keep going so it's just that process i suppose i just want to and the thing is, there's no failure either, really, is there? There's no, there's no such thing as failure. I think the only failure is to not attempt to do anything, to just, just to stay still and do nothing and hope that you'll be safe your whole life, which is just fucking absurd. Like we're supposed to throw ourselves into things and do things. So, you know, as long as you're doing that, I don't think you're failing. You know, um, what's that expression about failing forwards or something? You know, just keep trying, even if it doesn't work. You just gotta do it. Well, if um, you don't, yeah, if you don't, if you don't give up, you, there's no yeah. such thing as failure. That's, like, Absolutely that's, not. That's logic, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. So that, I guess, just, I guess, just trying to embody that spirit and that mentality, and just to to live as fearlessly as possible, to to love recklessly, and you know, just to give it 
give it your all really give it all the big and um and to not hold back um for me it's been i think especially the last couple of years it's been about being more outspoken um and not the kind of messaging that i've been putting out you know rather than just being kind of funny or snarky or twee or whatever actually make it something meaningful because that's that's where i'm at like you know that's what means the most to me um and i think the yeah the sort of braver and bolder i've been i've i've had nothing but positive feedback you know whether that's through instagram or, or the the stuff i'm i'm putting out and people are buying it and um yeah it's been really really good to hear that and i think it's um it's nice to try and live as an example of someone that just you know is is fearless seemingly well obviously i'm not but like you know is is trying to practice that fearlessness um you know whether it's dressing a certain way be you know whatever it is just i think that's so important i think we need more um role models like that i guess there's too many people that kind of play it safe or we have you know especially in the media we idolize you know just the most bullshit stuff you know we really do uh so i don't know it's just aspiring to to more to, to being more individually and collectively good stuff there's there seems to be a theme of um personal development in in <clears throat> in your um in your answers in perhaps how you see life as well as in always trying to achieve for always trying to achieve more always trying to move forward whatever mm -hmm. that looks like has that been a a recent thing or is that something that's been with you for quite a few years i'm not sure i think it's it's definitely um i think it's definitely been uh more of a thing recently um i think the yeah the the dark ages of 2020 and 2021 were quite transformative in a way um <clears throat> i was sort of forced to overcome uh a sort of fear i suppose of being on my own and of like not necessarily being productive all the time um but just like confronting myself i guess as a lot of us had to during lockdown and stuff um i was drinking quite a lot during that year at first uh i suppose sort of out of boredom you know um <clears throat> and then that year in september that well summer was just very heavy you know on the alcohol and then september of that year i decided to have a little break give my organs a rest um and then i had a I had a dry september um and then that was really um i feel like that was kind of a catalyst in a way because it really it did some things i didn't expect it to do like i i had all this mental clarity i just i thought i'd feel physically a bit better but i had all this mental clarity um and yet by the end of that first month i was like huh i think i'm going to just carry on for a bit maybe do one more month um and then by the end of october i was like wow like i don't feel any urge to drink alcohol at this point because i just i felt cleaner i guess and clearer and um lots of the things i think that i just sort of thought were normal were disappearing like you know the sort of mental fog and fatigue and the kind of constant churn of my guts as they were like processing strong ipas and gin and red wine and all of that um just the general physical sluggishness and my memory as well my memory was sharpening and uh you know things that happened to me years ago were like popping up and it was just like wow like i don't know it was just really weird it was a really strange time and um <clears throat> So that I think was um, a kind of pivotal moment in a way, because it, it kind of gave me this sense of uh, awareness of myself. And I think in the November of that year, I had the opportunity to do um, psychedelic mushrooms, which again, um, only kind of enhanced that, that feeling of like connectedness with myself and also everything. Um, and it was almost sort of like a like a spiritual awakening, I suppose. I, I, I after that point, I, I've got a kind of like increasingly vivid 
awareness of things on a kind of um, energetic level, I suppose, rather than just everything being physical and right in front of you. There's been a, a, a more of a, a shift into like subtle, the subtle area of life that I think we kind of we can kind of ignore a lot of the time. Suddenly it was there. It was the volume on that got turned up, and I was just like, "Wow, maybe that's how information gets into my bubble." I don't know. It's it's been really strange for discovering all of that, and um, and then after that point, I was like, "Well, I guess this is just I'm off now. I'm I'm going off on a, on a weird tangent now, and I, I'm here for it, you know, because it was just like." Psh. Yeah, so that's that's just kind of been me ever since, and I think it's been like, yeah, it, it made me realise, right, shit, why am I not writing? I love writing. I haven't written anything long form for years, and then it, all these little things were kind of popping up. So it has sort of uh, acted as a catalyst and sort of exasperated this, um, uh, exasperated, uh, whatever. It's increased this sense of self improvement. I think that's what. I think that's what happens if you let it, you know? So yeah, and it, so for me, yeah, it all kind of, I think there's always been this sense of like needing to improve and wanting to be authentic and creative, but it's been very transformative since, well, since three years ago, I guess. Hmm. So um, Colin, we're on to the, <laughs> uh, the final, final three questions. So I'd like to start with, how do you define success and what does it look like for you <laughs> and your business? Okay, so sometimes success is just getting through a day. It's literally just turning up and getting through the fucking day. Um, and to be honest, I think long-term success is just doing that over and over again. You know, but there's no, I don't think like, okay, right. You know, there's this target I need to hit. There's this magical number, which is success to me. That isn't, you know, also, often success is defined as like perpetual growth, isn't it? Which I don't think it is. I think we should really probably think more in terms of uh, equilibrium with our environment, you know. Um, uh, but for me, success here, I suppose, was realizing that I was making enough money to to pay the bills, cover the overheads, pay myself a modest wage, and then just continue to do that. I sort of realized like, huh, everything's all right right now i'm not like um unable to sleep because i'm worried about the rent or whatever um and it was good and then i was sort of like able to kind of go oh cool like right so what do i want to do creatively now i've got this sort of safety um but then sometimes yeah that can be like that can get comfortable as well and then but it's fine because all the all the bills have increased now so i'm kind of back in survival mode now it's now yeah. yeah it's kind of rewound it back about five years so now i'm like oh shit i need to you know i actually need to level up now like that's why i need to start doing all the kind of video and all the ideas that i've had for years that i've kind of been sitting on i need to do them now i think that's the way forward um i can't just you can't just keep repeating the same tricks over and over so success is fleeting it's it's a moment really you kind of go cool it's like it's not sustainable you don't become it's like success isn't something you achieve and then you've got success forever i don't think unless you're a billionaire but then they're not happy either are they 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 just keep trying to make more money like they never they don't go sweet i'm a billionaire now i'll stop they don't so it's you know there is no such thing as like success it's not like you've arrived i think it's it's a constant, you know, unfurling and evolving. You kind of have to keep going, keep going at it. Now and again, you'll you'll hit a milestone. You know, like every year, I kind of go, "Wow, the shop is still here after another year," which is cool. But that I don't think is um, that isn't in and of itself success. It's just a continuation, I suppose. You know, but yeah. mostly it's just it's just getting through the day, especially yeah. on the days when you feel like you you can't do it you know <laughs> well i think i think that's the key thing i think because what you know when for whatever reason you jump out of bed and there's a spring in your step and just you're in that state of perpetual flow and everything's just yes you're content anybody can have a good day of on course that. anybody can yeah. smash a to-do list on that but yeah. what, 
but the the real difficulty is is when that sledgehammer hits sledgehammer yes. hits for whatever and and so but do you still keep going you know um, yeah, and do absolutely. you still get the stuff done that you need absolutely need to get done and then yeah. you go on to the next day and it can all change so i think you're yeah done. absolutely mm. excellent all right thank you um <clears throat> thank you for your chosen profession what is a book or resource that's had the biggest impact on you <clears throat> so it's, it was really difficult to to um to pin this down to a single resource um there's probably like uh there's like a list of things that i could recommend um but i i feel like i kind of dip into things often i'll i'll acquire books but i won't necessarily read them from cover to cover i feel like by owning that book, I now have the knowledge near me, and it's kind of as good enough, as good as having it in my head, which is weird, isn't it? But also in a way, like it's like that hundredth monkey uh, theory, isn't it? Like you know, isn't it like if you give a hundred monkeys a hundred typewriters, eventually one of them will write the complete works of Shakespeare or yeah. something like that? And I, I might be mixing up my theories but yeah I, there's also this idea that like is it monkeys or is it ants it's monkeys yeah monkeys one of them finds their way through the maze i can't remember what creatures it was they figure this out and they they put them all in a maze one of them figures it out and then suddenly they all figure it out so it's like someone got that information and then it's sort of transmitted wirelessly to everyone else and then they're like oh we know what to do now because the idea the solution or whatever suddenly popped into existence and it was available for everyone collectively. I kind of work a bit like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. And I, I just dip into things and, you know, there's like just a million memes, quotes and little videos that have just fed into this sort of like factory of ideas or whatever, you know, whatever this is. Um, so it's really hard. I think, also, it's important, I guess, as a as a person uh, and as an artist, to to draw from a, a really diverse, a broad range of um, of sources. You know, like I think if you have one thing that's like your bible, your gospel, then you're setting yourself up for failure because that everything's fallible, isn't it? So you kind of have to have like a sort of balanced, um, you know, array of things. This probably sounds like a really ambiguous answer, and I'm not really giving you anything like, oh, go and read this book or download this thing or watch this video. But there's just, yeah, it's really difficult. I think it's kind of a bit of everything. So you should take like a bit of everything. Um, in the same way that like we form our opinions, like you shouldn't be too rigidly opinionated uh, on any one particular side. I think it's really important to be able to 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 stay aware that reality is subjective and you know may vary and that there are many different angles many different ways to look at things uh many different ways to skin a cat is that the that's another expression? one yeah you're yeah, awful, up, aren't you? horrendous thing to say really but um yeah for that i guess that is those are my sources my thoughts and my dreams and visions <laughs> that's it okay Perfect. wherever they come from <laughs> mostly yeah. meme mostly memes I'll, um, I'll send you a list I'll, I'll write a list and you can you can have okay. that and you can put it in the um the show notes also. yeah lovely all right just yeah. before we go on to the last question um okay. we mentioned instagram stories and your website where can people find mm -hmm. you online so um instagram is at the quartermasters uh, which is one word i think if you type in quartermasters folks then it probably pop up um i think other am i doing any other social media i'm telling the idea of doing tiktok by the time you post this i might actually have finally gotten over my objections about tiktok which i think is also going to be at the quartermasters uh the website is qm.clothing um you can email me at colin at qm.clothing um or just call me or turn up or pop in or whatever send me a smoke signal or something you know <laughs> and you'll come running i'll come i'll just i'll appear in a little puff of smoke yeah i, I can imagine yeah, I can yeah. Imagine yeah. <laughs> yeah like a little genie like a little um, genie yeah <laughs> 
Good stuff. Right. Yeah. So last last question. Thank you, Colin, for spending time with me. Um, oh, it's a pleasure, Ben. Been, yeah, it's been really been, nice. Thank you. It's been a really good chat. Um, and uh, yeah, there's not many subjects that we haven't touched upon, which has been which has been awesome. So, um, so yeah, take. I'm not sure how you're going to answer this, but in one sentence, what one piece of advice would you give uh, to a person starting in your industry tomorrow? Oh, it's a difficult one. One sentence. Again, this is practicing the art of brevity, isn't it? And it's something I I suck at. Um, you can go I over. Having a having a message, like figuring out what your message is. Like some people go, Oh, I've got this image or this logo or whatever, and I think it's really cool and I'm just gonna push that, but there's nothing behind it, you know. I think it's important to have style and substance, you know. You you can't really have one without the other. So you need to have a balance there. I think that comes I think that I think that comes (laughs) down to um something you said earlier being and it's a, a, sort of an, a, an overly used word but authenticity if if something yeah. comes from an authentic place people can sense that i think so yeah and people buy into I think that so. yeah absolutely yeah you yeah you'll be sort of shaking in your boots if you're trying to sell something you don't believe in or you yeah. don't even know what you're trying to say or you don't know what it is and people will be like well what what is this then um so yeah it's really important to to have a clear idea of that and then you can stand behind it and people will be like oh cool i'll buy that take my money you know (laughs) hopefully hopefully not always it's a numbers game you know (laughs) some of them will (laughs) yeah good stuff um colin thank you so much for joining me on on square in the circle i've had a a brilliant chat thank you thanks ben yes this is fun happy to do it anytime hopefully next time i'll have like less ambiguous responses maybe i'll have i'll have maybe figured it all out by then who knows (laughs) that'd be boring if you figured it all out (laughs) yeah totally thanks so much for listening to this episode of squaring the circle if you want to support the show you can do two things number one you can subscribe and number two you can leave a review thanks very much and i'll see you soon